Praise the Lord for that. Uh, sound should be uh, back. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. With tech, you know, you always got to deal with stuff. All right. Are y'all doing good? Yes. You got the victory? Yes. Oh, man. We're going to. We are going to get into some wonderful stuff today. Praise the Lord. Let me just put this phone down. And y'all do the same thing. No, no. Keep your phones up. Chat. Go ahead. We're in a, a new space right now, right? All the stuff going on out here. But we're doing church online. We're doing church different. It's still church. Because guess what? The church is not a building. Okay? We are the church. We be the church. The church is the body of Christ. The Bible defines what church is. He, he put all things, God put all things under Jesus' feet. While we're in Ephesians, we might as well quote Ephesians. He put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him to be head over all things, watch this, to the church. Then he defines it, which is his body. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. Ephesians, we're getting into that. Um, Ephesians gives us, presents us an outline. And uh, the first thing that we covered, well, let me give you the outline first. First, the first three chapters deal with our position in Christ, which is to what? Set the Christian life begins with sitting, not walking. Sometimes people, they, they want to get into, hey, man, our walk, our, our walk is important. Yeah, but it doesn't start there. The Christian life begins with, again, what? Sitting. Amen. So our position in Christ. It's important that, to know that you are seated with Christ. You are raised the same time Jesus was raised. Who was raised? Say me. Yes, you were raised. And guess what? Not only that, it gets better. You are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That's where you are right now. And from that position, we walk. And we walk in the strength of the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And so we don't live by the standard of right and wrong. Now, we covered that. Uh, we don't live by what to do, what not to do, a standard of right and wrong. That's eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, how do we live? We eat from the, th this other tree. And there was another tree in the, in the garden called the tree of life that represents Jesus. Amen. And, and we eat from the tree of life. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Striving or, or, or working. How do we work? Or how do we walk? Striving according to his energy, which works in us mightily. We live from a seated position, from the inside out, by the strength of Christ who is in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Don't ask me to say that again. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Say, I'm seated with Christ. Amen. And from a seated position, we walk. And we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We eat and we live by the tree of life. We don't live by a standard of right and wrong. We live by the tree of life. Who is? Who? Jesus. Our, say, my standard, my standard is not right and wrong. My standard, My standard is Jesus. Is Jesus. It's dangerous to live by right and wrong. And you know what? Something that might be right for you can be wrong for somebody else. So don't go around trying to tell people how to live. This is, uh, 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 don't tell, try to get people to do right and do, you know, stop doing wrong. Give them the tree of life to eat from. Point people to Jesus. Everything starts and ends with Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Now, woo, okay, second part is walk, all right? The first part of, of Ephesians, first three chapters, deal with our position in Christ, which is being seated. The second part of Ephesians, chapter 4, 5, and 6 first part of chapter 6, has to do with uh, our life in the world, which is to walk. And so in those chapters, it gives instructions for husbands, for wives, for children, employers. How do we, how do we be good people? How do we be good employers on the job, how, how do we be? How, how are we to to operate and function in our homes as children, as husbands, as as wives? Well, the scriptures get into that. All right, in Ephesians, in in our walk, right? And how do we do that? We do it from our position in Christ, again, from the strength of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. All right, the third part. We're into the third part right now, which is has to do with our attitude toward the enemy, and that is stand. Perfect song, We Have Won the Victory. The song we sung today, man, I tell you what, that fits. Thank God for the Holy Spirit leading our praise team to do that song because Jesus has already won the victory. That's the reason why we stand. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Woo! Man, I love this. Okay, y'all ready to jump into this? Okay. Oh, I, I've got something I wrote down I thought was good about a walk. Our walk is grace-based walking. All right? grace-based. See, because like your walk as a husband should be grace-based, not works-based. As a wife, your walk should be grace-based. 
as, as employees on, on, on a job should be grace-based. Anytime you do any kind of job, any, when, when you're on your job and you get frustrated, that's an indicator that you're operating in self-effort and, and you're not operating by grace. Okay, chapter 6. Y'all ready to dive in? Okay, let's go. Woo! Finally, be strong in the Lord. Not just be strong. Now, now, now you see how this is grace-based because you are not being strong in your own ability, in your own strength. The Scripture says it's not by might, it's not by power, but by the Spirit. We're, we're not just to be strong. Be strong how? In the Lord. Because we are what? In Christ Jesus. We got some help, y'all. The Holy Spirit is called our helper. He said he, he's not going to leave you helpless, comfortless, orphans. Before Jesus left, he said, I'm not going to leave you like that. I'm going to give you another helper. I helped you, but it's going to get better. They were a little sad when he was about to go, talking about going away. But he said it's going to get better because now Jesus is everywhere where his people be. Amen. On the earth, he could only be one place at a time. Now he's all over the place. He's with you wherever you watch it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of what his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to fight the devil. No, stand. This word stand, it means to hold your ground. Mm. We're going to get into some stuff today, y'all. I'm telling you right now. Hold your ground. It also means to maintain. I want to say some things today, but I want to set you up. I want to, I want to get you in, into this. Uh, I, I want to get, or get this word into you solid. And then the, the, what I got to say to you is going to go down easier. For we do not, say we do not. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, we have an enemy. Make no mistake about it. There are only two forces in the world. I mean, when you, when, when you peel everything away, I mean, if you go back to the root cause of, think about all the mess going on in the world today. If you go to the root of it, there's only two forces in the world. There's light and darkness. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Anything bad, the dividing line of the Bible is John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Anything that's bad is from the enemy. Anything good is from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, which whom, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So anything bad, anything evil, anything horrible going on in the world, it's the devil. 
I said it's the devil. It, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the devil because there's only two forces. There's light and there, there's darkness. We don't wrestle against, like on your job, you're not wrestling against that person that's cussing you out on the job. It's the, see, there's, the enemy is behind, and now he may not know it. He may not pledge his allegiance to the devil, but unknowingly they're being um, controlled by the enemy. And you are a target. You need to know that. You are a target for the enemy. The enemy will do anything. To, the, all the stuff that he tries to do, all the stuff that's going on in the world is meant by the enemy to be a distraction to get your eyes off of the word of God. Because the Bible tells us to attend to God's word. Incline your ear to his things. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For the word is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. There's a problem with some people, they're mal, malnourished. I mean, you get out there, you're going to be weak. You watch the news and, and you let that stuff get in the midst of your heart. Instead of keeping your eyes on the word, you got your eyes on the news all day. So many people die. By November, there's going to be this many people die. And you focus on that. No wonder you're scared. No wonder you worry. I'm your pastor here. I'm going to pastor y'all today. Feed on the word of God. Because I'm telling you, this will encourage you. And you leave out of your house, boy, I tell you what, feeling like Superman. Or Superwoman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Man. I'm going to create a new character. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. It's, can, you, can you see? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But, and, and oh man, but I'm so tired. I'm going to get on my little soft body. I'll be back in the Word in a minute. But I'm so tired. This is Word, though. A Christians fighting one another over social media, man. I, I, can't, I can't even, don't even want to look at it. It's just believers fighting against each other. Leave that alone. Leave it alone, my suggestion to you. See, all this stuff, the enemy tried to get us away from the word, and then all of a sudden we're attacking one another, eating one another up, biting and devouring one another. I think the, I know the scripture says something about that. What are we fighting each other for? Huh? I ain't got time for it. Huh? Y'all getting awful quiet up in here. Well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers. What do we wrestle against? Rulers, against the authorities, against uh, 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 cosmic powers over this present darkness. Now, this is not talking about political authorities. This is talking about spiritual uh, uh, demons and evil spirits. Calm down, Pastor. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I'm doing some good teaching now. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. 
<laughs> I feel a song coming on. I wish I could sing right now. Okay. Here's, here's what we're supposed to do. Now, you saw the word stand. There's actually two words, but they're both related. They come from the same place. But there's, there's one that says stand. We looked at that. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Stand, stand which means to hold your ground. It means to maintain. The reason why we maintain is because we already have the victory. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this. Um, modern warfare often involves marching into an enemy territory to occupy and subdue. God has not told us to do this because Jesus already got the victory for us. Listen to this. This is Colossians um, chapter 2, verse 15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in it. Thank you, Jesus. We're not to march. <laughs> he doesn't tell us to march. He tells us to stand. We're not marching into enemy territory. We are standing. I'm going to further um, dig deeper into this word. There's another word, withstand, which is going to reveal some, some other definitions here. All right? Stand implies that the ground is God's and ours. Don't forget, we're seated. And the victory that Christ gained, he gained it on our behalf. Everything Jesus did, he did it for us. We're not struggling to gain a foothold on it. See, we're on high ground. See, I'm on high ground. I learned this about warfare from the movies, that you... When, when, when they're uh, often trying to attack or they're, they're trying to um, get position against an enemy, what they'll do is they'll, they'll find some high ground where they can look down and see everything. That reminds me of being seated with Christ. Huh? And so we don't want to be down there with them demons trying to fight them. The Bible never tells us to fight the devil. Nowhere in the Bible. This is the, oh man, this is good news. There's only light and darkness. So who's over all the trouble in the world is the devil. And Jesus gained a victory over him. We just read it. He disarmed principalities and powers, made a show of them openly. He triumphed over them in it. And his victory is our victory. So all we need to do is stand. The Bible never tells us to fight the devil. What does it tell us to do? Walk on him. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you authority over all the power of the enemy. 
I've given you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all this stuff you see up there on the principalities, powers. You've got an authority over all, say, I have authority, I have authority. over all the power, power. Of, the of the enemy. And watch this. Is fear from the enemy? Is fear from the enemy? Is worry from the enemy? Then you have power over fear. You have authority over fear. He said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. It includes worry. You have authority over worry. Say, I have authority over worry. Worry and fear come from the outside. It, it, they don't come from the inside. It's not a product of your spirit. You've got peace on the inside of you. So you've got to treat fear as an invader. It doesn't belong to you. The same with worry. It doesn't belong to you. You need to put your feet down in the ground, ground and stand. Oh, man. We're not to fight the devil. Walk on it. Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. Don't fight him. Don't give him place. Mark 16 says, in my name, you will, right, right before Jesus uh, left, after he rose from the dead, right before he left to be seated at the right hand of the Father, one of the last statements that he said, Concerning uh, uh, the enemy. See, he said, you shall lay hands on the sick, so forth, go in all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? What else did he say? He said something. It'll come to me in a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Cast out demon. There it is. <laughs> Somebody uh, unplugged me for a second. So, <laughs> amen. Cast out demons. And then James 4, 7 says, submit to God. Resist that's going to come into play in a second. Resist the devil. Don't fight him. Resist him. So you see, our position is one of standing. See, don't, don't get, take a high position. We, we, we're seated. And those demons, don't get down, down there with them on the ground and, and fight with them. Amen. All right. Y'all getting some out of this? Oh, man, this is good. Y'all ready for this? Uh, no, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let's let's go to another word for stand here. Verse 13. It gets better, y'all. Take, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to what withstand. A little different. It's a little different word. It comes from the same place though. The words are related. That you may withstand in the evil day. See, the evil day is the day of attack. Anybody ever been attacked? Yeah. And having done all, there's the word stand again. Having done all to stand. So there's three words that basically mean the same thing. St it says stand firm. Say, I will stand firm. Stand firm. See, this stuff is just not for you to here in church and hear a good message. Oh, pastor, that was a good message. It ain't about that. It's about 
I'm pleased. Nothing gives me more joy is when you go out there and apply this and, and you go out there and walk in this. And when the enemy tries to come in with worry and fear, it's like, mm-mm. Nope. Don't belong to me. So long. Fear, fear, go away. Never come back on a, any other day because I'm going to do the same thing. But we have to keep doing it. We have to just, just keep standing. See, can, can you see that there's a difference between fighting for something, trying to fight for your joy and try to fight for your peace? You already have peace. So don't let the enemy come in and steal your peace. He can't take it from your spirit. But see, when, when you're not acting peaceful, you, 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 you don't, you're not operating in joy. See, you've allowed him to steal it from your soul. See, don't let him do it. Withstand. It means, this also means to hold your ground. Let me give you some other definitions. Stand in position. I thought about this this morning. One of my favorite movies is Tombstone. Anybody ever seen Tombstone? Well, in the movie, I don't know if this is true in real life, but there were real-life characters like Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp. I like those old westerns. Well, in this movie, Val Kil Kilmer, he, he played um, old boy uh, Doc Holliday. Love that character in that movie. I might watch it tonight. It's a couple of movies I'm going to reference. I might watch today. Amen. Well, Wyatt Earp had somebody who was gunning for him. Uh, his name was Johnny Ringo. And uh, he, he had a conversation when um, Johnny Ringo called him out to a gunfight on Doc Holliday's deathbed. Wyatt Earp asked him, I can't beat him, can I? Referring to Johnny Ringo, his, and, and they were best of friends, Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp. Wyatt said, I can't beat him, can I? Doc said, no. But you know what? And uh, Wyatt Earp had that discouraging look, and he really he, he couldn't beat Johnny Ringo. He was faster than him. So when the time they were supposed to meet, there was a, a particular place they were supposed to meet, and yet when Johnny Ringo came and he was expecting Wyatt Earp, he looked up and something, some figure come out of the shadows. He thought it was, it was Wyatt. He said, I didn't, I didn't think he'd show up. But it wasn't Wyatt. Doc Holliday got up, up, up off his deathbed and came out to meet him ahead of Wyatt so Wyatt wouldn't have to face him. And he shot him. He won the gunfight. And he stood over it. Remind me of Jesus. He said, you ain't no daisy. Now, that might go over your head, but let me give you some inside information. <laughs> a, a daisy is something that comes above the ground. It was an old Western term that they used. A daisy is like it was above ground. He ain't above ground. He said, you ain't no daisy. He graveyard dead now. See, so what Doc did, he showed up in place of Wyatt and won the victory for him. That's what Jesus did for you. 
You couldn't whip the devil. You don't have to. Jesus whipped him for you. <laughs> Woo! See, now, Wyatt Earp, just all he had to do now is walk in the reality of the fact that his enemy has been defeated. And I'm getting excited up in here. <laughs> uh, wow. So much I want to really share with you. I used to teach this a little bit wrong. And when we go into this, I want you to look for it as we go through the, 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 um, the different weapons that we have, the armor of God. I used to teach that all of these weapons were defensive except one, and that is the, uh, the sword of the spirit. That's the only offensive weapon. I've taught that for years. But today, I'm going to teach it differently, and that is actually incorrect. All of the enemies, see, a sword can be offensive or defensive. In the context, it's defensive because we don't have to do anything offensive. See, the difference between us and Jesus is Jesus took the offensive. We take the defensive. So the sword of the spirit along, now, now it's clear the other ones are defensive, but so is the sword because we are standing. We're not going in to invade. We're standing. So we use that sword when somebody try to come and knock us off our position, somebody try to steal our joy, steal our peace, trying to talk us into being broke and sick and sad and sorry and disgusted and uh, worried, anxious, busted, disgusted, fearful, Oppressed, depressed. What if you realize all those aforementioned things? What if you realize that you had authority over all of it? Nothing, ha none of those things have the right to enter your life. Take up the whole armor of God. And it's not for offensive purposes, but for defensive purposes, that you may be able to withstand an evil day. Withstand. Okay, let me finish giving you this definition. Okay, stand in position. Set in position. Remain standing to stay fixed. Stay fixed. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm standing. Well, keep standing. Pastor, I've done everything. He tells you what to do when you've done everything. Keep standing. Stay fixed. Set in your position. Well, it don't look like the enemy going anywhere. Hey, listen. I don't care if he sleeps on your couch. He can't do anything to you. And if you're still seeing manifestations of his mess in your life, keep standing. Because when you resist when you resist him, he will flee from you. 
well, I'm just going into the enemy territory, and I'm just going to whip the devil. And I'm you don't have to go into no enemy territory. God is not telling us to do that. He's telling us to stand. Thank you, Lord. Here's the difference between defensive. See, spirit, this is what I'm, I'm teaching spiritual warfare. And it may be different than what you've heard from religion. Because, oh, my goodness, spiritual warfare, they start, oh, my gosh, they start identifying and naming demons and all these different kinds, this kind of demon and that kind of demon and Jezebel spirit and this kind of spirit. And, man, I ain't thinking about no Jezebel spirit, uh, whatever that is. I ain't thinking about no kind of spirits other than the fact that I got victory over them and ain't nothing they can do to me. Sometimes people teach some so 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 crazy that um, they 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 start trying to they putting stuff in Christians' head that it wasn't even there. Start talking about the Jezebel spirit, and by the time they get done teaching, you know half the people think, "Man, I'm, I wonder do I got a do I got the, I, I think I got that Jezebel spirit." <laughs> Let me give you some friendly advice from your friendly neighborhood pastor. Stay away from any teaching that causes fear, worry, anxiety. And stay away from the anti-gospel, which is the news. Bad news. I mean, I, I watch it, a little bit of it, but they, don't, don't feed on it for hours on end. You wonder why you're scared. See, what do you trust? I love this from the, uh, now I just quote it. Y'all look it up for yourself. Look in the ESV uh, homework assignment, Psalm 91. And th 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 this phrase lately has jumped out at me. That... Um, because it talks about we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we bow under the shadow of the Almighty, and uh, no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague, plague, sound familiar, coronavirus, come near our dwelling. We'll not be afraid. We shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow flies by day, nor the pestilence, pestilence that walks in darkness. What does that sound like? Coronavirus, nor the destruction that lays waste. At noonday, it goes on to say, your faithfulness shall be our shield and buckler. Wow, that's what, that's what jumped out at me. God's faithfulness. See, some people don't trust his faithfulness. They just don't believe by their action that God is faithful. They believe more in what the news says than what God says. I want to tell you, see, all bets are off if you don't understand that God is faithful. Because you just look at this, oh, yeah, pastor, uh, preach, pastor. <laughs> but then you leave your house scared. And, and see, God, is his faithfulness shall be our shield and buckler. See, trust him because you've made the Lord who is your refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you 
to keep you in all your ways. His faithfulness in what he said. Whatever God said he will do, do you believe it? Do you believe it? That's the only thing that we're required to do, if there's anything that we're required to do in the new covenant. Our, our task is to believe. That's it. Believe what he said. Huh? Do you understand what he's telling you? It's like if somebody said, I put a million dollars in your account, and you knew that they were credible, and you knew they had it to give, and they told, that, that, that they told you they put a million dollars in your account. Then you go out the rest of your week, and you starve. I want to say to you, did you understand what happened to you? Do you, do you really understand? Somebody put a million dollars in your account. <laughs> that reminds me of a, I had two separate conversations with, with a couple different uh, uh, friends, and, and this came up talking about a cruise. This is an old illustration I used to use because the, uh, one individual was telling me that one of the first times they went on a cruise, they didn't take advantage of what belonged to them uh, because they didn't think they could afford it. And then they realized it was free. Uh, reminds me of this old story. I used to tell this a lot. I haven't taught this in a while. But it originated from John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father. And he talked about how somebody, it was a true story of somebody who went on a cruise and they had a little bag of, I, th I think it was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because all they could do, they, I mean, they were, they were eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches during the whole cruise. And on the last day of the cruise, uh, they would just go in the corner while everybody was dining at the table and eating lobster and Filet mignon and all kind of stuff, all the good stuff. Somebody actually noticed them on the last day of the cruise over in the corner, and they went over there, and they said, why are you sitting over here? Why don't, I, I noticed you've never come to the dining table. We've got all this, all this good food. You never show up. He said, I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I just, um, all I had was enough money to get on this cruise. I didn't have, I couldn't afford the meals. And the guy looked at, at her and said, the meals are included in the cruise. And she about dropped her, her bag of uh, her last, <laughs> dropped her last sandwich because <laughs> she had planned it out, you know, the last of the whole cruise. And she's thinking, all this time, I could have been eating. The Bible talks about things that accompany salvation. Some people know that they're forgiven, but they don't know they're healed. They don't know they're prosperous. They don't know that they've got joy that's available 100% 100, 100 of the time. Or what I should say, 365 days a week, 24-7. You've got in your spirit. God has provided everything you need. And when we confess the word, we're not trying to make something happen. Philemon says that the communication of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing 
that is in you in Christ Jesus. You already heal. Stand your ground. You already have peace. Stand your ground. One of those definitions is, is to, for withstand is to maintain. No, 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 no. I, oh, excuse me. That was uh, stand. It also means to maintain. But what I'm looking for, motionless. I like that. Because going back to, the, to my matrix, this is uh, Sunday morning at the movies, y'all. But in, in, in the, the film Matrix, another one of my favorite films, Neo, he was fighting the enemy until he realized, now Morpheus told him that once you realize who you are, he was talking about fighting the enemy and like, how can I beat him and fight him? He said, how do I fight him? He said, once you understand who you are, you won't have to. Because <laughs> see, see, come on, come on, Shatai know what I'm talking about. See, see when, when, at the, at the end of the Matrix 1, when, when Neo discovered who he was, he understood what Morpheus was trying to tell him. And instead of fighting the enemy, they were shooting those bullets at him, and a bunch of bullets, they, it was like they were suspended in the air, and he just reached his hand up. And those bullets just started dropping, one by one. What was he doing? He was standing. He once you discover who you are, When fear comes, no, no, no. Can't touch me. I feel like hammer time now. Can't touch this. Y'all remember, remember that? <laughs> huh? Anybody old enough to remember hammer time? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. The difference between off Defensive and defensive warfare. Defensive warfare is I've got the ground and intend to keep it. Or, offense or, or offensive warfare is I've not, I've not got the ground and am fighting in order to get it. Ours is defensive. See? The only fight that we have is a faith fight. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. This word withstand is the same word. Interesting. It's the same word that's translated resist in James 4.7. Submit to God, resist the devil. It's the same word. Also the same word as in 1 Peter 5.8 and 9. Talks about your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The next verse says, 1 Peter 5, 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. Same word translated resist is translated withstand here. <coughs> Glory to God. Our, our task is holding, not attacking. The ground, see, Christ won the ground. He put us on high ground. 
Christ won the ground and he gave it to us. We don't fight to obtain, listen, we hold our ground against old challengers. Ooh, glory to God. Y'all getting some out of this? Thank you, Jesus. Now, stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Remember what I said. These, all of these are defensive weapons coming from a position of standing. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Ooh, breastplate of righteousness. Knowing who you are. Knowing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Which means I'm approved. I'm accepted. I am highly favored. God is well pleased with me. I am not guilty. Now, see, you've got to hold that ground because the devil will try to point his, his bony finger in your face and say, you're guilty. I saw you. You did it because I saw you. Don't matter because I'm forgiven. I'm under the constant waterfall of forgiveness. All my sins have been forgiven, past, present, and future. I am accepted in the beloved. God is well pleased with me. Not on the basis of my obedience, but because of Jesus' obedience. Jesus' obedience made me righteous, not what I did last night. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hold that ground, y'all. Come on, somebody. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Man, I wish I had time to develop this. The gospel of peace is, is the gospel of grace. See, the gospel is referred to as the gospel of peace, the gospel of grace. See, we have peace with God. God is not mad at us. He's madly in love with us. Hold that ground, y'all. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can ex extinguish all the flaming, dart, flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. See, we got all these tools to help us stand. You got the word. Speak that word out of your mouth. Take authority over the enemy. Don't just sit there and let him bring his U-Haul and, 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 and back it up into your property and take stuff that you got. No. Say, no, you can't, you can't, have, can't have my joy. You can't have my peace. Well, it, it don't really, it, it don't look like the devil defeated. I'm standing past, I don't, like I said, like, 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 like I said before, people say, well, I've done everything, Pastor. He said, stand. Well, it doesn't look like things are working. Stand. We walk by faith and not by sight. Keep speaking that word. you got authority over all his power. Man, if the believers just realize who, who they are, praying at all times in the spirit, my goodness, we got prayer in the spirit. Spend time praying in tongues. A lot of people, a lot of grace folk forget that. Pray in the spirit. 
Thank you, Lord. You speak, and when you speak in tongues, you speak not unto men, but unto God. And you're building yourself up. Praying with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making. Thank y'all for being gracious on that clock. Because it's, y'all seem like y'all started it probably late. Because it seemed like I've been teaching forever. But I'm going to keep going as long as that clock said I got time. And also for me, pray for me. Y'all praying for me? Yes. I can feel y'all prayers. I'll tell you what, I didn't, I didn't uh, share this with you, but uh, I got a new product. We got a new Bible course coming out. Some of y'all that don't connect during the week. <laughs> I've made an announcement this week. And, uh, but uh, we got a, a Bible course called Foundation. It's a foundation in the gospel of grace. So stay tuned. Uh, pray for pastor. Pray for ministry gifts. The words may, this is, this is how to pray for ministry gifts. That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. I can feel y'all prayers, by the way. I know my summer family play, prays for me. At least enough of y'all. That it's, it's, it's helping me. I, I, I feel strength right now. Hallelujah. For which I am an ambassador in change that I may declare boldly as I ought to speak. Now watch this. Ooh, those words are small on that screen. The passion translation. Now my beloved ones. I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused. I feel like I'm at the eye doctor right now. <laughs> Can you read, read that third? What's the third line? <laughs> Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Yeah, they're powerful, but Remember, you've got authority over all his power. So because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides to you, that, that God provides so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. <laughs> For you are destined for all things and will, and will rise victorious. 
Thank you, Jesus. Just keep standing. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace in every battle. Take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. <laughs> and I wish I had time to. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. See, speak it out of your mouth. Pray passionately in the spirit as you Constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. Hallelujah. Don't fight, believers. Stop fighting on social media and pray the blessings of God on them. <laughs> it's funny. Y'all ever go on social media and the believers are fussing and then at the end, after like, after one hour going back and forth, he said, well, just God bless you. Let's just start with that and just skip the arguing. How about that? Boy, that's some, that's some revelation right there, man. That is some. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I, just, I just saved y'all an hour. He's like, Re, uh, your rebuttal, and then you wait. Wait, go eat dinner, come back. Let's see what they say. Let's see what they say about what I said. After a half a day, well, just God bless you. Love you in the Lord. <laughs> just let's just let's just lead with that. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Protect your thoughts from lies, because the enemy will lie to you. You're going to die. In this. No, I'll live and not die. There's that spoken word of God he's talking about. I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. No evil will befall me. See, you've got you to not react. Come on, somebody. Respond with the word of God. Don't react with fear. Glory to God, man. Where are we at here? And, and also pray. And pray also that God's revelation would be released through me. This is, this is good. Mark this down so y'all can pray this over me. And pray also that God's revelation would be released through me every time I preached the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. Man, I love it. Yes, pray that I may preach the wonderful news of God's kingdom with bold freedom at every opportunity, even though I am chained as a prisoner. I am his ambassador. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm done. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.
Lord, your faithfulness. You're faithful to your word. Your faithfulness shall be our shield and buckler. 